Yeah, I mean, this is for posterity. It is. <sighs> it so, is. So please be honest. <laughs> I just watched that this week. Yeah, I know, right? Multiple times. How do you feel? That's not this podcast. That's not this podcast or the movie. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's me, my parents, and Liam Neeson, and we are almost done. This is it. We're getting the penultimate the, show. The technically ultimate movie, but penultimate show. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a recap episode. But uh, to start, we are watching through the films of Liam Neeson and looking at how much peril he's in. I'm Daniel. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. And... Those of you who have been keeping score, why? why well, why? bless you. Bless we, you, we but say, why? Bless you, stay safe, stay healthy, yeah. for putting up with this uh, unscripted podcast for this long. And for going through his IMDb page and going, hey, wait a minute, they haven't done this one yet. And for not looking up the title of this episode, where it says what the movie is. Uh, we are We watched the Lego movie. Which is one of my... Happy movies. It's a delightful movie. An all-time favorite. It is the it is the kind of movie that I did not think Hollywood could make anymore when it came out. I thought that the amount of work that guy that was put into it was unnecessary to enough money holders to get done. You mean the level of craftsmanship? The, the, the level of craftsmanship. To make the film look the way it does, I did not think that the you, Hollywood do it. I did not con- think you could convince Hollywood that it was worth the time and effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, in looking up the movie, I remembered who I uh, put the movie together. Uh, the screen write, the director and writer of this movie. There was it's a pair: mm-hmm. Philip Lord and Christopher Miller. Yes. Previously. They directed and wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. which while mm-hmm. I did not necessarily like as much as I remembered the book, the book's also very, very short. It's hard to make a full-length feature out of a short children's book Yes, that can they, be read in one evening quick before bedtime. Yeah. They also uh, directed 21 and 22 Jump Street, oh. mm-hmm. which I will mention later. Okay. They won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. For Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, huh. which we as a family watched recently, and I talked endlessly about the amount of work that was put into that movie sure, on a technical level to achieve mm-hmm. the vision they were looking for, mm-hmm. and oh, this seems to be their thing. Right. Well, and they're doing it well. Yeah. No, we mm-hmm. should go back and look at that movie, and you can look at how the... Something I didn't mention last time on that one, the shader that they use to get shadows, mm-hmm. does it in... Dots like oh sure as if it were school old very newsprint. old newsprint dots. That's mm-hmm. how they put shadows on things in that movie. Oh, on everything. Clever. It's very very yeah. clever. Yeah, very clever. Uh, well, it gives it the that kind of a, that old school feel. Then yes. So that was the writing team that was putting this together. Now I think a lot of this has to be who is in this movie because everyone is in this. Movie. Yeah. Well, they yeah. get some big name people. This yeah. wasn't a, a a low budget film. And even we'll get people low that people. weren't necessarily big name have really good record acting records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, right, right. Done a lot uh, the one that I had to look up first was Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Batman? Yes. Uh, he has not been Batman previously in other animated things. Mm-hmm. However, he's not the first comedian to be Batman. 
Okay. Uh, there is one of the guys, and boy, I cannot remember his name, but I know he was on the Drew Carey show. Oh, but so he was Batman in the animated Batman the Brave and the Bold, which continues Ooh. to be my favorite Batman because it is campy 1960s comic book Batman. Okay, okay. And there is an episode that's a musical with Neil Patrick Harris. It sounds like it's a soap opera. Hmm? The Brave and the Bold? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't (laughs) know. Because it's a shtick. It's very good and you should watch it. Uh, Will Arnett uh, is most famous now for being in Arrested Development. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But he's been Batman in every Lego thing that has Batman in it since this movie came out. Oh, okay. So the Lego movie too. The Lego Batman movie, the video games, the TV Unikitty shorts. Unikitty TV shorts. Yeah, there yeah. was a Unikitty TV show when he was in that. Uh, Wild Style is Elizabeth Banks, who was in the Hunger Games movies. Mm-hmm. That's where she's most known for now. But she's been in Modern Family. She's in, she's she's working. Apparently, she's the new. Bosley in Charlie's Angels that's that happened. The more recent one. More recent that's one. Weird. Cool. I don't know. That's neat. I uh, Princess Unikitty is Allison Bree that people will recognize most from Community. Uh, she's done a fair amount of things since then, but Community was a pretty big deal for her. I uh, there is we'll get we'll come back to him. I uh, most recognizable in this would be Will Ferrell. Yes, uh, we are not. He, we are not necessarily big fans of him. No, but I think this is his best work. This is some pretty good work from him. Yeah. Well, because I he's I don't believe he's overacting. You know, comedian reaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. his his known for on IMDb are Anchorman one and two, yeah. Blades of Glory, well, and Talladega Nights. Those are his big four. Yeah. He's definitely an elf. More recently, he's been doing more serious things, mm-hmm. but. Well, and I think his his comedy timing helped with the cartoon portion of the movie and the that characterization of his character, where he takes himself so seriously right, right. that when he switches to actually being serious, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a change of character. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yes, all of a sudden we're talking about actual things and right, actual right, seriousness, right. but mm-hmm. yeah, the mm-hmm. cloak of Bandaid. Is not presented as it's a band aid. No, it's like the very serious thing. Um, who is this guy? I totally. When I first saw this film, I think we went to the theater as a family group, and Patrick was recalling that I went home and pre ordered the DVD, Blu ray, yep. on the spot. Yep. And I generally do not yep. do that. Uh, we've also got, of course, uh, the other with at the end of the movie, because this mm-hmm. was with Liam Neeson and Morgan Freeman. Oh, Can you Freeman. guess what the known fours for Morgan Freeman are? What are IMDb's top four movies for Morgan Freeman? Oh, man. Well, I, isn't the, the one little trivia bit that this was his first animated film? I believe so. He had not done voice for animation before. I thought he was in... I, I want to say that he was in, like, Happy Feet or something dumb like that. He's been in... I don't know. A I thought, lot, a lot. Well, he's done a lot of narration as well. Uh, like serious narration or yeah. documentary, but not an, an, not animation like this. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine what also would be we've talked Also, we've it. talked about him before, because oh. he was in the Batman That's movie. That's right. I, I don't even know what his top things would be. Right. There's so, so many. 
One of them is Seven. Mm-hmm. Which you have not seen and wouldn't like. You would not see and wouldn't like. It involves shooting in Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. Spoilers, everyone. Yeah. Oh, That's sorry. what's in the box. Uh, Million Dollar Baby, where he's a boxing he's, he's in that one. The, isn't he in the movie with the old guys? He is. Yeah. He is in the movie with the old guys. What's that one called? I mean, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That's Glory. Not- um, the there's other, some yeah. really good work. The other two w- uh, on the top of the list are Driving Miss Daisy, which oh, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. is a was a Best Picture winner mm-hmm. way back, and Invictus, which is the movie about mm-hmm. uh, the South African rugby team, uh, interracial rugby team mm-hmm. coming together after Nelson Mandela got out, and he plays Mandela in that. Yeah, so he's, he's got some very accomplished actor and. I, I really loved his performance in this film. Uh, main character of this one would be Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. uh, which we know from a lot of things recently. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy main character. Mm-hmm. He's on Parks and Rec. He was in the new Jurassic Park movies. He, I don't think he did a whole lot before Parks and Rec, but at least recognizable. He was definitely know. in things, right? but that was really where... He started to be noticed. getting noticed, and then he just started being putting things and killing it every time. Born yeah. in Virginia, Minnesota. Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think I might have known that. We, we heard that recently, and I can't remember mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. All right, allow me to do a rundown of other people who are in this movie. Okay, Benny the spaceship guy is Charlie Day, who is best known now for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, you probably haven't seen him in anything. The other thing that I recognized him from is Pacific Rim, which is a movie about giant robots fighting monsters, which you probably would not see. That doesn't sound like a chick flick to me. Will Forte is another comedian, I believe, also okay. from Saturday Night Live. He is the voice of Abraham Lincoln. Okay, uh, Dave. There's Dave Franco, uh, James Franco's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Is in this one. I remember how I mentioned 21 and 22 Jump Street. Right. Uh, Those star Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Okay. Channing Tatum plays Superman. Jonah Hill plays Green Lantern. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Let's keep going down here. Uh, The voice of Shaquille O'Neal is Shaquille O'Neal. Right. Uh, The voice of Metal Beard the Pirate is Nick Offerman, who is also from Parks and Rec, most recognizably. Uh, The voice of Wonder Woman is uh, Kobe Smulders, Mm -hmm. who was in How I Met Your Mother and the Marvel franchise uh, as well. Uh, And right at the very end, we have to go with the voice for C-3PO and Lando are the voice of C-3PO and Lando. Yeah. They actually got Billy D. Williams and Anthony Daniels to show up. Now, Billy D. Williams sounds like an old guy. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Anthony okay. Daniels, it's, he's Sounds never changed. Just the same. He's the only guy that's been in every Star Wars mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, uh, he did not have Harrison Ford for Han Solo. That's was, too bad. That they, was some other guy. They did guy. a good fake. They did uh, a good fake. Yeah. This, this movie's just full of people. It's it's full of people. It's full of interesting visual. I think the story works really yeah. well. It's it has enough you know silly butt yeah. humor. It but not too much butt humor, right? But when but the great majority of the movie takes you to a, a crisis point that is the first time you see it very surprising. You know that mm-hmm. that the the uh, live action stuff that mm-hmm. shows up near the end, and you just kind of go, "Oh, oh, wow, this is interesting." Yeah, right. And you right, get right. that that mixture that 
the first time I Alternate saw it, reality. That being when, really interesting. At, at the start of this, when I said I didn't think that Hollywood would make this, it's because I expected a certain level of, I don't want to say production, but non-production when it came to making a Lego movie. I expected them to make some kind of either self-contained movie in which the characters are Legos because that's what they had done for uh, Lego TV shows and other media up until then was Mm -hmm. it's a normal story except the people are Legos. And they don't mention the fact that they're Legos unless they're Mm -hmm. winking at the camera. Sure. Or a normal person finds themselves inside Legos and needs to use their ability to recognize that this world is made of Legos to save the Lego people. And both of those are dumb. And the second one (laughs) got made because they made a Playmobil movie. And that's the plot of the Playmobil movie. Is real people end up in Playmobil world. But this one is a movie about... It's a movie about Legos. And it's... Well... I felt like it it gave us something else to think about, and it, it, yeah. like, and it, it didn't take us down a the normal path that we expected, and so we were it engaged right and away. And then it did because it wasn't what we expected from a Lego movie. But as you get to the end, you realize that it's exactly what we expect Legos to be. It's make what you want. Who cares about the instructions? That's the point. But mm-hmm. with a whole life story in there but for us as well. But with a whole story for us to get there. It mm-hmm. wasn't... Because you can't just make a movie be be creative and roll credits. You have to put a story in there. Because mm-hmm. uh, we all have a journey that we're on. And we all have to uh, take, the, take what we've been given and our talents and use them to help each other. Just like we're doing in this quarantine time. Yep. We're still here, by the way. <laughs> Where... We are literally working together with neighbors and 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 uh, acquaintances even yeah. to to get things accomplished. So we don't get squashed by a giant golf ball. That's right. I don't want to find those no. on the floor in my house either. No. So you should be able to find this one at your library. And if you can't get to your library because you're stuck inside and your library doesn't have curbs- curbside pickup... Borrow it from your neighbor. Borrow it it from your neighbor and make sure that you spray it with Lysol. If your neighbor doesn't have it or you live far away from your neighbors, uh, get it on Amazon Prime. If it's not on Amazon Prime, I... We're so sorry. Find a way to watch this movie. We're not going to talk about the plot of this movie at all because, boy... Watch this If you haven't seen this movie, you need to. It's so creative. It's so different. I would say... If you are not terribly familiar with Lego, it might be a little weird. In the way, in the same way that if you don't speak German, watching a very good German movie is just not going to hit for you. True. But Lego has become fairly universal, so heck, maybe get some Legos. At least people know what it is, what they are. Generally, well, yes. And we are a Lego nerdy family. We are very so Lego nerdy. This movie, by the way, debuted it. in Denmark a week before the U.S. Well, of course it did. Lego was invented in Denmark. Yeah, don't you know. Uh, So, we do need to talk about the Zero to Nisen, which was about, what, ten? Ten minutes? Ten minutes in? Maybe, something like that. We weren't timing it. He plays three characters in this movie. Uh, He is the bad cop who speaks in a voice that if I asked you to describe 
If I asked you to imagine Liam Neeson's voice, you would get it right on the first try. It's not, it's his very angry... It's his angry um, voice from Taken. Taken, where he's going to find you and he's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also plays Good Cop, which uh, if you remember an episode or two ago... Where I thought I, it was just last week. It was just last week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where I talk about his happy leprechaun hoity-toity voice. Uh-huh. It's even happier somehow. <laughs> and I've seen a behind-the-scenes where he's recording it, and when he's saying those lines, it looks like it physically pains him <laughs> to speak in that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also plays uh, Dad Cop. <laughs> which is different from Bad Cop. Which is his father. Which is his father. It's, I think they refer to it as Pa Cop. Pa, well, it's Ma and Pa Cop. Yeah, Ma and Because his mo- mother is also a cop. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what all Irish families are. Yeah. They're cops. I, but his character, since he's playing multiple, the, the Pa Cop is just kind of in there. Mm-hmm. But the Bad Cop character is a, I think the phrase we would use is lapdog. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. the main bad guy uh, of do what I say and mm-hmm. what I say is blow stuff up. And well, and, he, and kill people yeah. and And so forth. he's not there much, but it's he has a uh, good personality. He has running jokes mm-hmm. that continue to come up. Comedy timing. Yep. A lot of the comedy timing comes mostly from how they've animated him. He doesn't have to do a lot of vo- vocal comedy timing. He just... It just he just kind of is. Uh, this movie has a ton of comedians in it, mm-hmm. and Liam Neeson is not a comedian necessarily. No, but he, he's an Irishman. He is. Uh, he is very Irish. Uh, <laughs> so they took that stereotype to the yeah. bank. Uh, peril in this one is going to be weird. I think depends the, on which character. That I, is that is true. <laughs> if we discuss think, all three of his characters, he's in a lot. Well, each one has some peril. Yeah. Well. I think that if you have uh, maybe we multiply the peril. Well, and if we don't want to talk, about, if we don't want to give away all the spoilers in this movie, in case somebody hasn't seen it yet and they want to watch it, okay, we could say that okay, the good cop, bad cop doesn't die. Yeah. However, I would say that good cop is significantly maimed. Mm-hmm. Yes, bad cop is severely threatened and pa blown cop, up. And pa pa cop, cop is. Um, while not abused, dead, while say. not dead, abused, possibly abused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Bad Cop gets blown up several times. Yeah. I mm-hmm. before we get too far into it, mm-hmm. before we get to well, the end, at least, yeah, uh, the way this movie was put together, I do think has to come up because it's well. And here's the thing: we got to tell people favorite part. If you have not seen this film, watch this film and then. But you know, if at all possible, find uh, how they made this film, yeah. how they did the the slow motion stuff, how they put it together. Yeah. You'll some, be amazed. Some some things that I will I uh, mention here: Chris McKay, who is the voice of the barista, mm-hmm. uh, is also the director of the television show Robot Chicken, which oh, you you two have heard of it, have heard of, mm-hmm. and would not necessarily appreciate, but it is. Yeah. Stop motion. Okay. So he came on to co-direct. I uh, animation. I uh, they actually used Lego Digital Designer, the actual Lego okay. software that mm-hmm. people have access to to design and digitally put together sets. Okay. They used that to 
project the scenery. Okay. Uh, and it was their starting point for doing the animation. The animation was specifically done to make it look like it's stop motion, mm-hmm. which while we were watching, I mentioned there are no smear right. frames, which usually what you get in live action, because it's a camera mm-hmm. and the shutter can only be open so long, mm-hmm. if somebody's moving too fast, it looks blurry. That's why you. That's why sometimes it looks blurry. But stop motion, you can't do that because everything's a photo. So if they wanted to make something look blurry, they had to take a photo of long Lego bricks mm-hmm. to make it look blurry. They had, they in fact used uh, simulated uh, lenses and steady cam for when they are doing handheld camera shots. Except they're not handheld camera shots. They did stop motion camera shots and moved the camera like someone was carrying it. Oh golly. Yes. I'm trying to imagine but that's, a, but that's clever. Like, that. uh, like when they were uh, escaping from Cloud Cuckoo Land, and the camera's following them backwards down uh, down a ramp. Mm-hmm. There's a spot that's in particular I saw it because it wasn't just zoom back mm-hmm. in a straight line. It was kind of wiggly, not like somebody's holding an iPhone mm-hmm. and they have recently drunk a Red Bull. But enough that it didn't look like we put it on a track and slid it backwards. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Uh, they put minifigures under microscopes to make sure they got the imperfections correct. Oh, my goodness. The oh, my goodness. Spaceman helmet, of course, is broken. Mm-hmm. Just like all of our and Spaceman helmets are broken. Specifically <laughs> listed, a common defect of space sets at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his shield and his face shield is missing. Yep. <laughs> Just like so ours. Familiar. There's a spot at the end where there's some videos on in the background. Oh, those were the ones that were submitted by fans. Those were they? from a Facebook contest. Mm-hmm. And one of them was featured in the film actually. Mm-hmm. Like they actually put right. it as a vehicle in the film, not just in the video in the back. I uh, this film got back its budget like five times right easily uh soundtrack wise i uh, uh mark mothersbaugh did the sound for this he also did the sound for the 21 and 22 jump street so okay. they knew him there uh the everything is awesome song uh was nominated for best original song academy oh. award was there some was it up against some disney movie so it lost i do not remember i will i will <laughs> i will look that up against uh, frozen I, or something uh, if that was 2014, then yes, because Frozen did win yeah. <laughs> when it was up. Uh, the song at the end, because there's a, it was performed by Tegan and Sarah, who I've heard of, and it's featuring The Lonely Island, which is the Saturday Night Live comedy music group with uh, Andy Samberg. Oh. They did the rap breakdown in the middle. <laughs> That's funny. It charted on the U.S. Billboard uh 200 at number 37. Wow. that's There were just so many things that they did really, oh, really well. What are you finding now? Eric Brown, writing in the International Business Times, describes the song as a parody of fascism, saying that the song seems little more than an infectiously catchy parody of watered-down radio pop right down to the faux dubstep breakdown. There's a lot more happening under the surface. Like what? In an interview, the music producer says the song was supposed to be like mind control early in the film. It's totally irritating 
this kind of mindless mantra to get people up and working. It's like the whip crack on their back, but then by the end of the movie, it morphs into, instead of being just a mindless go-to-work song, it becomes about cooperation and people working together to do bigger things. <laughs> oh my goodness. People cared about every single part of this movie in ways that take more than one viewing to notice. That's why I think it's enjoyable. Where you, does it say the Academy We can't Awards? say that enough times. We you will can't. enjoy this film. This is why we saved it for the last. Best original song. And I've not allowed myself to watch it since we started doing the podcast. That's nope, more than yeah. a year. We saved it for the last, and we actually saved it. We have, in fact, been, been doing that very intentionally. In we were tempted to watch it. In 2014 was not Frozen. It was uh, Selma. Yeah, oh, 20, that's tough to go up against Selma yeah. also. Which had a song written by Common and John Legend, who are both very yeah, good musicians. Yeah, yeah, So, that's fine, but boy. Oh, and next year, uh, the song winner was from the movie Spectre. So you know what James Bond song. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sandwiched in between some good ones. That's right, uh, that's right. Huh. Well, Interesting. are we up to the peril scale? I think we are, because... We could, I could spend the rest of the evening talking about the technical achievements right. and the little jokes that right. come and go very quickly or the way that sound cuts out when you're supposed to laugh <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Not every time, but there's multiple points where something silence. funny happens and yeah. it's quiet so that the audience can laugh and not miss anything. Yeah. That was very kind of them. Yeah, yeah. I did I did notice that. It's the little things. It is. Yeah. Well, but this podcast is not about how absolutely it, fabulous this entire movie was. Yes. It's gotta, about it's the one scale. person. And all three versions of his character experience significant peril, I think. I was gonna stab at eight. I mean none of none of them die, but all of them experience significant peril. Yeah. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, and it's not a multiplier. It's not. A, it's not no. a multiplier. This is not twenty-four. It's not eight times three. No. Are you agreeing with me? Um, I I at least can get close to that. Oh, that's sorry. I was scrolling through the list of movies, thing. and I found one where in our "Did We Do It or Not" column, we had written "Boo." <laughs> uh, that was the movie that he was in one scene, and then we didn't get to talk about it. <laughs> so we watched it, but boo. <laughs> what are you looking up on I'm your not, phone? I'm not. I was getting to this spreadsheet, so oh. I can put it in our number. Oh, I'm okay with an eight. Okay. Wow. You talked me into it. All right. Wow. And that—that's pretty amazing. Is the list? Well, uh, we're gonna do one more. We're gonna do. Well, we are doing a. We're planning a recap episode. A because yeah. we did a after one year episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just kind of happened after right, a year. Right, right. This is actually having viewed all of the movies and asking mom to sit down and remember them. That's the trick. <laughs> That's not happening. And I will be spending most of that one telling mom what she watched over the past year. <laughs> no, and a half. I will probably. This will be. I'll have to script some things because I'm going to have to go back and I'll look. Have to and, look up the spreadsheet. Yeah. Beforehand. And, and remind myself yeah. about some things and then choose to forget other mm. things. Yeah. But with it is going to come something that, honestly, I did not think warranted creation, but I guess is interesting that it exists, is the movie Tooken. Key with, and Peele? 
it's I don't think it's Key and Peele because but, but Key and Peele had came well, up with this. Well, no, they had just had a little comedy. They sketch. had a comedy bit. It's not the comedy bit. Oh, it's in the style of the scary movie movies, which oh. was a concept that was a quick fire parody of scary movies and pop culture in general. <laughs> which it's which well, it's like it's a parody of Scream, which is a parody of scary movies. Huh. And, we better stop talking because I'm confused. And then people made a lot of them, and most of them were bad. And it was low-hanging fruit humor. <laughs> Sometimes the low-hanging fruit is nut jokes, in that it's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. And it's that, but for Liam Neeson. And I don't, and I can't imagine that this was made on a budget larger than a million dollars. Well, I uh, but that will be added in as a. Now that we've seen all of his movies, we'll get all of the jokes. That's true. And then we will talk about that for probably five minutes because he's not actually in that one. Right. Because why would he be? He has a reputation. That's right. And then all of the movies, and then after that, probably a break. Then we'll I don't see. I uh, if he makes more movies, we'll probably have surprise episodes. Uh, thanks, computer. I really did not need you to make that noise right now, but thanks anyways. Uh, and we're gonna work on another idea. Uh, pretty okay. sure we know what it is, but yeah, we're but not gonna tell. tell you what it is until it's time. Yeah. So, uh, computer, there's nah. We I say don't... we're gonna say during this quarantine time, stay safe, stay healthy. Have fun listening to podcasts. Indeed. Maybe not ours. Maybe ours, yes. Bye.